Okay. It's your life. Every Friday night, there's a cloud of dust. Hey, hey, name that song, Tanya. Leads back to yeah. <laughs> filled with pickup <laughs> trucks. With pickup trucks. <laughs> it's Tim McGraw's. Um, it's just country boys and girls getting down, down on, on the farm. See, we could our intros could have be our own fun music in a New York minute. There's some things you can't do in the old city living. Okay, that's a good sound check. Um, uh, Tom, here on your table is exactly 21 beans. Is that what that is? <laughs> beans, maybe raisins, <laughs> and one pill capsule. It's a fiber pill. I know exactly. It's probably and a fiber mine. Pill. Did you bury this fiber pill in these beans? I think this is actually Terrence's. It's got to be my this fiber is yours. pill. How in... long has this been sitting here? <laughs> Did you just get the tail? I've been on the road. Uh, like last week when I was here. Wow. Well, when I, st- when I step into a place, <laughs> I usually... Sp- you know, leave behind a various assortment of fiber pills. <laughs> I just love that you've got fiber pills buried in beans, the most fibrous <laughs> food you can Look, eat. Look, some of us need as much as we can get. <laughs> some of us need as much fiber as we can get. Louis under the weather, and he's been having to shit like eight times a day, and we're in this fucking apartment, so I have to take him on actual walks instead of just sending his ass out the door. And I started calling him Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> he starts whining to leave. I'm like, come on, T-Ray. God damn. I'm nervous about this upcoming just say, tour. I just set that on the table there, T. That's a, that's a one-on-one. I can't get that back. <laughs> this book? The book? Yeah. I thought you were real hop on this Japanese walnut fucking table. I'd rather it get stained than my book. Uh, do you have a cup? I'll, I'll just hold it. I don't have it. silverware. I'll just hold <laughs> it. I don't have a single spoon in this house. Are you kidding? Yes. That's why you're eating out of the spatula? That's why I have a spatula in that bowl. <laughs> in <a> bowl? <laughs> <laughs> I eat my cereal yeah. every goddamn morning. <laughs> we yep. are the not same thing I stir my bed. What the fuck is that? <laughs> As a man who is OCD and terrified of botulism, I really can't understand how this is out here. I look like I'm scared of botulism. <laughs> I went to New York City this weekend. You think I'm scared of botulism? Did you ride a subway? I did ride the subway. Did you wow. tell them there's some things you just can't do inside a city limit? <laughs> a city limit, yeah. And I said, y'all should come down with the country boys and girls get down on the farm. Speaking of the farm, um, I read one of the craziest things I'd ever read in the Texas Observer. Um, in Scott, what made you what made you read the Texas Observer this week? I, I like to keep up with mm. what's going on back in my my. Uh, Is that a local newspaper? Because it sounds like a tabloid. <laughs> No, Tanya. They do investigative journalism. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's still alive at uh, the Texas Observer. Is it hard hitting? It's pretty hard hitting. That shoe in, leather shit. In my opinion. Uh, this article is called Something in the Air. In the Texas panhandle, which produces a fifth of the U.S. beef supply, communities are being choked by fecal dust from nearby feedlots. The state's regulatory agency isn't doing anything about it, and it's about to get a whole lot worse. Um, so what happens is... Sure, St. Millstone, Kentucky. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, the thing is, is that out there, um, you know, a lot of dust gets kicked up. It's in the dust bowl. And so you get these massive dust storms and they're filled with fecal dust. And um, people just get covered in it from head to toe. And so like they go inside, take a shower and you know the bathroom smells like shit. Oh, we used to experience. You ever this. been covering shit growing up in the <laughs> desert? <laughs> I think I have been. <laughs> like I remember trying to explain this to people when I went to college. The phenomenon of walking around in the entire town smelling like shit at all times. I mean, on a, that's August in Whitesburg, really. What? What's why? With sewer stations. Yeah, when the <laughs> when the river just smells like hot fucking trash ass. God damn, I miss that, though. <laughs> Sitting on the back deck, fucking, there's a shit smell wipes in, and everybody's just having a good time, but like, damn, what the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, just the river. Well, the fu- the fascinating thing about this is that um, everybody just puts up with it. I mean, like... What else you gonna do? There's concerned citizens groups, but there's also... Um, that have like tried to file lawsuits and get the regulatory agencies to do something, but then there's like the Texas, I think like Ranchers Association, basically the equivalent of our coal association groups. They fight it. Then they fight it, and people just put up with it, man. They claim that it's good. Actually, they claim that it's good. <laughs> it's actually good for business <laughs> for your whole town to smell like shit. It's good for the economy. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking while I was reading it about that thing that I wrote maybe around this time last year in response to the Krugman thing about like the whole, like why people vote against their own interests. Mm. And it's like, there's no better illustration of that than this. It's like people walking around in literal fecal dust because it's the only Only game in town. It's the only game in town. It's the only economic provider. Really? I was thinking about this. I got stomach virus not too long ago. The most demoralizing thing about the stomach virus is not just, you know, spending three days tied to a toilet and feeling like fucking hell. It's the fact that happened to you because you ate a little bit of somebody else's shit. (laughs) Is that the only way you get a stomach virus? Yeah. Fecal. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. The the norovirus. (laughs) Is that true? Don't ask me. I don't know. I mean, Tom would know. Ask the interns. I've not had, <laughs> I've not had a stomach virus in a minute, but it is truly the worst thing that can happen to you, I think. Yeah. Unless you get caught on a cruise ship mm. with corona. Well, the this article p- paints a portrait of a future in which, as, you know, so like... That area gets all of its water from the Ogallala Aquifer, which covers like eight states. That's where we got water growing up. And it's like rapidly depleting because of <laughs> fracking and like this, industrial feedlots. Shocker. And so um, it's going more and more in a drought as the aquifer is unable to recharge, you know, over time. Like that area like sees more and more dust storms. And so it's like... This article concludes like, well, yeah, in the future, as climate change gets worse, you're going to see these shit tornadoes oh with sharks God. in them. We're going to have a dust bowl, but instead of the so dust bowl. a shit bowl. <laughs> We're just going to get mauled by shit tornadoes. Just the most demoralizing death you could imagine. It's actually Tom's hail. It's, uh, yeah. Nah, there's worse ways to go. Huh? <laughs> Not many worse ways but there's worse ways shit tornadoes 
it yeah, kind of does make me song. feel guilty for eating meat. It probably, it really is. You should up. feel guilty about that. I don't do that. You don't eat meat anymore. Yeah, well, we don't, hey, we're vegan boys. Now. <laughs> yeah. How long have you all been? Well, I really have meat? taken the veggie. I pledge. I honestly don't remember the last time I had red meat. I will eat chicken every now and then, but it really is. It really is what like the next generation is gonna be like. You fucking boomer bastards! How did you eat all this meat? <laughs> They're just, they're just going to think we were just well, sitting around yeah, drinking champagne, eating freaks, whole chicken. Sick freaks. <laughs> we're just covered just in jewelry. Bringing out steaks into our mouths. I don't, like, there's, there's surely there's not that much demand for meat. Yeah. Most of that meat has to go wasted, to, like, surely. I don't know. I feel that way about spinach. I buy spinach every week and it just goes bad every when's week. Last, <laughs> when's the last time you got the whole sack of spinach? I get the big ones. I get two sacks a week and finish them off. <laughs> you also have so much iron in your blood the doctor worries about. <laughs> yeah, that's all he has. No, I just cooked a bunch of nasty yellow spinach and ate it just because I couldn't stay in the thought of running anymore. You just can't just run. to punish myself. Yeah. I don't it's think good. I've ever finished a sack of spinach. That's good. You need to have a little more discipline on you. Yeah, when I go to the grocery store, I'm very ambitious. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to cook all this stuff. <laughs> that don't do me no damn good. No. I've started eating Cheerios again. How's that doing? How's that doing? I've, <laughs> I've uh, rediscovered fortified foods because I've learned recently that I had a calcium deficiency that led to uh, heart palpitations. Wow. Is that what it's been happening? So I've had to supplement with now, is fortified this a s- almond milk and... Is this a self-diagnosis? No. No. This is, yeah. What's fortified mean? Well, you know, it's just, it has it added. Like, you know, calcium's added to orange to juice and stuff like almond that. almond milk, gotcha. Yeah. But if you're eating all your sacks of spinach like Terrence does, you're probably not calcium deficient. If no. you oh, yeah, eat right. like a 12-year-old like I do, then you might be calcium deficient. So Cheerios is how you're trying to up <laughs> well, your diet? Well, as a child, I would just, I would just I was a portly boy, and I <laughs> uh, used to just drink milk all the time. That just that shored up that deficiency, but mm. I've not drank milk in 10 years. So. Yeah, I don't drink cow milk. And I've not been supplementing, so I was like, huh, interesting. Mm. It's just country boys and girls. Uh, that's kind of all. Is, is that how we ended up with the spatula situation? Getting down on the phone. <sighs> Among other things, yes. <laughs> I still don't know what that goo Tell is me that's not coming, that ball, Tom. It's not coming, that ball. <laughs> it's not coming, that ball. Thank God. Dog. This is so fucked up. <clears throat> A Hereford resident who has to remain anonymous says that fecal dust would collect on the roof of his former home. After infrequent rains, the dust washed into his gutters and rehydrated into a gloop of manure breeding maggots. <laughs> oh, my God. Fed up with the situation, he mailed a letter to the mid-2000s, in the mid-2000s to then Agricultural Commissioner Susan Combs. The state has done absolutely nothing that about it. That was his first mistake, thinking Susan fucking Combs going to do something about it. <laughs> Ain't no Combs ever done a goddamn thing in office. Them fucking Combses. Fuck them, everyone. <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, it's it's a crazy story just because of how much it mirrors the coal stuff. Just, just I mean, just the, like the power of these the the industry lobbying groups mixed with the inaction of the regulatory agencies mixed with the, I mean, I guess you could call it complacency of people, but I mean, it's not even really that. It's just that like it's like you said, it's the only game in town. Here's the sobering thing about this country. And just to put a fine point on what a piece of shit this country is. 
every place is a is a fucking brownfield. It's a yeah, fucking toxic. Everywhere. <laughs> Everything's a brownfield. Like seriously. No, I didn't. Truly, All absolutely. of us are swimming in this sort of <laughs> not only the primordial ooze, but also just what the industrial revolution has wrought on us. And guess what? It's all going to make our prostates grow to the size of a bocce ball. <laughs> you won't be able to fucking pee without taking some goddamn Flomax. Yeah, I'm worried about my prostate. <laughs> you should be. Do women do women have a prostate? No. 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 You sure about that? I mean, it ain't on the map I use when I teach sex ed. Fuck. <laughs> Good I, enough. I'm not a fucking doctor. Good enough. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. Everybody's different. That's my love. That's my go-to. Hey, actually, yes, some women it's do true. have a prostate. Like, who am I to say? So, yeah. Exactly. So, uh, it is fucking insane, though, if you think. Particularly, I think about C4 from time to time with the Joe Manchin thing. I think it's C8. C4 is C8. 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 Yes, <laughs> C4 is the Chris like, Rock <laughs> is the uh, Chris Rock movie <laughs> with the... Uh, or is it? No, is that? No. What is that? C4 Dear is an God, explosive. I know, but there isn't there a Chris Rock movie? Oh, there is. In the early 90s, like, it was a rap group um, <laughs> sort of parody movie. Right. What the fuck was it? It was... I don't, I don't know. You know I what know. I'm talking about. I know about. exactly yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. It used yeah. to come on VH1. Yeah. C8, anyway, is a DuPont concocted chemical that yeah. is in 98% of this country's tissues. So if you're out there listening, like, like you only paper? have a, you only have a, no, 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 like human, like tissue. human tissues. Ah, <laughs> I was like, what? So if you're out there, nose tissue, just, just wiping my ass and nose with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I mean that is that's how I said it though. Oh man. So um, if you're out there listening, there's only a two percent chance you don't have a highly cancerous <laughs> Dupont concocted chemical floating around your system right now. Is that how that works? I, I, is that I, does that mean there's only a two percent chance? Um, there's a ninety. If there's ninety eight percent of the population has it, that's a ninety eight percent chance you haven't. <laughs> I'm not sure how probability works for the record. Tom, you're asking the wrong guy. Okay. Uh, I don't either. Okay. I'm terrible at numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, next topic. No math majors here. Well, I um. This article you read, a similar one came out. Um, just this week about the floodwaters in East Kentucky and how it is a healthcare nightmare. Say more. Or a community health nightmare. Um, because floodwaters are nothing but fecal matter. Like, floodwaters are sick. They're so disgusting. You're not supposed to touch. Come at, your body should not come into contact with floodwaters ever at all. Because they're <laughs> mostly sewage. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just, like, completely filled with sewage. It's so bad. Especially in Eastern Kentucky where a lot of people are either straight popping or using um, tanks. Septic tanks? Yeah, septic tanks. And so what it, what ends up being in floodwaters is just truly vile. And now all these waters have soaked into soil, like every bottom <laughs> land in <laughs> eastern Kentucky, most of which is <laughs> just like, yeah, maybe don't buy the maple syrup at the farmer's market this summer. It's cosmically cruel when you think about it. yeah. I was, th- I was reading this thing. I want to try to come up with a term for this. But I was reading this story about Fukushima. about um, It was in the New Yorker uh, about nuclear power. And about how, like, you know, they've been rebuilding the sort of area around Fukushima for the last 10 years. When did that happen? 2011, I think. Yeah. Um, and they recently reopened a town near there called Okuna. Is that the nuclear plant? 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is this yeah. a new town? It's an old town. I think they reopened it. Okay. Um, after they like removed all the topsoil of the radioactive material and shit like right. that. But like with the Shinzo Abe, the Japanese prime minister, went out and like did a ceremony to reopen it, and the people there gave him some food that they grew in the area <laughs> and they made him eat it you know like basically like you know <clears throat> the way we kind of like up. obama went when he went to exactly Flint and drank so, the water so yeah. i want i want to know if is there a term there has to be a term for that like because like there's obama there's famous ones like obama drinking the flint water shinzo abe eating irradiated onions um <laughs> John Hickenlooper drinking fracking fluid. The guy, that guy in Martin County, that one time we went to that meeting. Fuck it, I'll drink it. Go pour me a water. Go pour me a glass right now. Yeah. The, so like, there has to be a name for. I mean, the the placeholder I was ha- had in my phone is like Devil's Milkshake or something. Like, where an elected oh official has to drink literal poison. I think that's a sick to inspire move. confidence. <laughs> Shake is actually a sexual position. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But yes, to inspire confidence. I mean, it is kind of funny that like five or six hundred years ago, kings and queens had like taste testers, like poison testers oh who would like God. test foods. And now we live in this weird hypernormalized world where like we have to pretend to there's get elected. Yes, we have to pretend there's democracy. And they have to literally put poison in their bodies. Like, could you imagine what's going to through build their trust? Right. Like, what's going through their minds before that? They're like, oh, fuck. Well, maybe we can use this devil's milkshake to get rid of Bloomberg. That's my vote. Who's going to be the first elected official that's really going to eat shit to inspire confidence? <laughs> <laughs> to inspire <Bloomberg>. consumer confidence. <laughs> I, um, I hope it is him. I hope it's him. But you know, like Obama before that had to have been like asking his advisors, like, "Are you sure this is? Are you sure this is safe?" <laughs> they actually implanted something in his stomach before it <laughs> happened, and then he just they went and had it taken out. He had a he had like a they catheter. They put a false stomach. <laughs> yeah, he didn't drink that water. No. Fools. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, he said, "I'm sure I um, you know, uh, when I was growing up, I ate the lead paint, the chips off the wall. I just." <laughs> Chipped it off the wall and ate it. He did, didn't he say that? It's such a weird thing to say, but also just such a callous thing to say. Like, there's literally a generation of children wiped out in that area of Michigan, and like their parents and aunts and grandparents are there, like wanting answers. And you know, the guy that's fashioned himself the leader of the free world is just like acting like, oh, everything's fine, nothing to worry about here. And it's like, and they know better. There was a story that came out of I think a week or two ago about how. Special education numbers, statistics have gone up like 27% or something like that since Flint. Yeah. Like the generation of kids that, in that area. In, were impacted at that age <clears throat> have um, had such poor cognitive impairment that they've had to... It's just a generation wiped out. Yeah. And Obama just like made fun of them for it pretty much. I ate the paint right off the walls. Totally <laughs> safe. Totally fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, if you have any better terms... Maybe the devil's, devil's milkshake. milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> and look, I know it's not great. That does sound like one of those sex move jokes from the uh, Chuck Norris joke era. Yeah. Remember that when our bar was so low, we just used to tell Chuck Norris jokes all the time? Well, we were getting on our feet in terms of memeing. Yeah. You know, like, that yeah. was the you first. two in particular? No, just as a society. <laughs> as a generation. Yeah. Like, there's a, a 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but some people haven't ever aged out of the Chuck Norris memes. Um, <laughs> I'm clinging, clinging to the Kermit meme myself. Right. Like Bloomberg's people, his social media people, for example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you see the thing today where it's like impeached president says what? <laughs> Dude, <I laughs> a, no way. It was like <laughs> so fucking dumb. Humor is just not y'all's thing. Just your best bet is keep doing what you're doing. Try to buy this thing. I'm so <laughs> bewildered by all this because I just got my like you know New York Times evening briefing or whatever bullshit I've got coming into my inbox. And it literally says the billionaire versus the anti-billionaire. How the fuck did it? Did we get a headline like this? <laughs> it's like I blinked, and suddenly my, blo- my Bloomberg is actually. I Who's the anti-billionaire, Bernie? <laughs> yeah, no, Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Uh, no, I just thought, yeah, I, you know, like hero and anti-hero. I thought maybe yeah. they were saying like <laughs> Bloomberg is like the an- like the, the maverick billionaire. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Against Trump. Against Trump. Uh, yeah. Like, I thought they were trying to will that shit into being, Dear right? God. The funny thing is, I don't think Trump's an actual billionaire. And I don't think that he would actually ever admit no. to this because he's way too embarrassed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a failed he billionaire. He does not want us like, to know he that should he's... Be. He should be a billionaire. <laughs> he's a goddamn idiot. Trump is the first person that's too big to fail, man. <laughs> the Titanic. Well, the funny thing about um, Bloomberg is that... Um, Obviously, he's not running against Trump. I mean, this isn't an original observation, but there's no universe in which Bloomberg beats Trump. There's no universe in which the guy who killed sodas and killed coal, killed big hopes and killed coal, <laughs> would ever beat Trump. People here hate him. <clears throat> I mean, like, literally, like, everybody knows when you're talking about war on coal, like, who shut down the coal plants? There's two names. It's Obama and Bloomberg. And Bloomberg. Those are the two. Yeah. That's the shit is not going to play well in the Midwest, especially killing <laughs> Pop. <laughs> killing Pop? Yeah. What'd yeah. he do to Pop? He hey. banned Big Gulps. Oh, that's right. You can only have up to 60. Like, seriously, dude, dump this motherfucker in a bad acid. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, like, put him in an acne cartoon. Truly. I just, and, and, and he's leveling these bizarro threats to the Democratic Party. Like, if you don't get rid of all these other candidates, you're going to end up with Bernie. Like, that's the only leg he's got to stand on. It's got to be me and Bernie, or you're going to lose, or it's going to be Bernie. It's just like, everyone's just running against Bernie now. And What's so funny is we went from a Bernie, like, blackout, whiteout, whatever you want to call it, to, like, full-blown antagonist. Like, this mm-hmm. piece that came out of Atlantic today saying Bernie was planning to, to try to primary Obama. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. What? And the strongest case they could make was the reason he was doing that is because of Sanders' objection to Obama uh, slashing Social Security. What? It's like... <laughs> Like, that's actually good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing like, for him. Yeah, they it were makes like, him look good. They said he went there and he scolded the president. They acted like he was just this old scold, which is also an anti-Semitic trope, too. Let's right, be clear right. about that. But two, it's like, yeah, he probably needed his ass reamed about something He's like that. He's a fucking and, senator. He can't go. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. So goddamn fucking. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, well, um Today, Sorry, I mean derail. <laughs> no, I mean I saw a thing today where Bloomberg um, ran an ad in that was favorable to Biden, that that was <laughs> working under the assumption that Biden dropped out and endorsed Bloomberg. Did you see this? <gasps> what? Yeah, well, that's like, actually you know, a genius. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. He was like, Biden has Run been a strong. Run the ad and then just call Biden and be like, what's your move, What's man? your move? Dude, just, <laughs> just yeah, tried to put, tried to put Joe to a decision. And Joe, mm-hmm. to his credit, ship going down. No chance he'll ever be the president, says, I don't endorse Republicans. <laughs> Except said. that last year he literally campaigned he in Michigan for a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't remember that, man. He, yeah. It was January 19, man. It was forever ago. It was a lifetime ago. This is a new Biden clone. We're not dealing with the same Biden. <laughs> now, there is no universe in which Bloomberg wins the presidency. Well, like, In what universe is it possible that he could win the Democratic nomination? Is I, that I think, possible? I think that is possible. much more tenable. Yeah, I think These that's possible. These bastards, are you... Well, like, he's polling second in South Carolina now. Like, he's a... Fuck. <laughs> because he could spend... He literally could spend $40 billion and still be far and away... And it insanely Look, rich. If I'm if I'm Bernie or anybody, it's like the ads that I would be running against Bloomberg would be to remind everybody that this man single handedly shut down at least four hundred coal plants. Yeah, and that, and I'm not just saying that like because I don't want to have people misinterpret that. That's good. I think it's not good for the workers, but it's probably good for the environment. But but at the same time, it's not because the only reason he did it is because he's heavily invested in natural in oil gas. and gas. Right? Yeah, it's, so not, it's like it's not about combating climate change. It's about you know making his where his where he's put his money right, strong. Right, right. And this is a thing about Bloomberg. I'm not sure a lot of people know. I really don't know if people are aware of this that he really had a massive hand in in the increase of price of natural gas in the last 10 years. Yeah. And that, like, <laughs> like he, yeah, he, he put his hand in, in the energy market. And now we, who paid for that gas to heat our homes, are running his presidential campaign. Well, well it's interesting about this. You've seen this, like, thing where Brianna Joy Graves taking some shit because, like, she accidentally said that he was facing 62 counts of sexual assault. She meant sexual harassment. The one, like, real-life anecdote that I know about Michael Bloomberg by virtue of where I work came from one of my colleagues who said that she had met him and that the first thing out of his mouth was the worst dirty joke that she had ever heard. The, the like, not not worse as in, like, dirtiest, like dirtiest but just, like, not yeah. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody likes a good dirty there's joke. There's stories, all, there's all kinds of stories about that. He's, like, this weird sex creep. Well, it's, it's a little 5'4 fucking freak. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mini Mike. He's mini Mike. Mini Mike. This motherfucker. <laughs> I, 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 I just feel so confused. Like, I didn't know that you could spend all your own money. Isn't I mean, There's limits to what I can give to a campaign. How can you just, how does this happen? I think Trump basically funded his whole campaign in 2016. Well, no. asterisk besides that. Yeah. <laughs> Got it dipped into his foundation. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bloomberg. I guess they just figure out what, like, they rich people know every way in the world to hide their wealth and spend it however they want to tax-free. Right, right, right. They Well, they can afford the best lawyers who tell them how to do that. Yeah. Um. No, I, I, I don't know if there's any rules against it or not, but... So bizarre. I guess if you're coming out of pockets, you can spend... I don't know, maybe you can't, but you can spend... Well, <clears throat> I'm back to feeling kind of sanguine about it again. It's like... Let's say he gets the nomination. Let's say he fit, he manages to buy the nomination. Like, that, and if that's the case, then the Democratic Party is truly officially done. Dead. I yeah. mean, because you will have completely excommunicated an entire generation of voters. Yeah. I guess it would probably <laughs> just 
Pro- prove to us what we already fucking know right. and that we're in a little bit of denial of that maybe <laughs> it's so funny because truly <laughs> truly in the best oh, way my eyeballs are just gonna pop out of my fucking head what all these liberal pundits are terrified of that bernie has a gun to the party is absolutely 100 percent true <clears throat> yeah. but what they don't understand is that if they have their druthers and they you know go to bloomberg or somebody they also you know, it's kind of like uh, nuclear prolif- proliferation. It's like they also assure their mutual destruction at the same time. You know what I mean? So it's like. And all they have to do is get behind one one motherfucker. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it just tells you what, how far right they've gone. You know? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. This whole thing has just been an exercise in demonstrating how far right the, the Democratic Party has gone. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, in all our institutions, really. Yeah. But Here's what I think. You know, you remember when Obama was running, everybody was talking about the Bradley effect. He might become a victim of the Bradley effect. <laughs> this guy that no, ran for like ran for something in, in the Bay Area, I think in Oakland somewhere, maybe in the 70s or 80s, and he was this black guy, and he... Like a lot, like he was polling really well and all this kind of stuff, but on election day he lost because a lot of people thought that like crypto racism kind of crept in and like everybody was like, you know, ballyhooing him, you know, before the election, but then they went in and voted against him. Like, I think there could be a similar thing with Bernie where even if he gets the nomination, you people would like vote for Trump because that's a much preferable situation for their bottom line. And I mean, I'm talking to, in terms of like Democrats. I think that um, I'm, what I'm talking about is like the party Democrat. I'm not talking about just like the the rank and file. I mean, like, well, I think if Bernie clears the primary, then I don't know. I guess I go back and forth on this. It depends on which day of the week you ask me. Is it is but Nevada tomorrow? Thursday. Tomorrow's Thursday. We're recording this on. Oh, yeah. Wednesday. We're, today's <laughs> Wednesday. Because right after we record this is the, the debate. The debate, right. Which Bloomberg is. How, how does. Get his ass onto the fucking debate stage. I just don't even understand well, he, any of this. He bought it. Yeah, he literally purchased it's like it. Like Tom Steyer did. <laughs> Which for a while I thought Tom Steyer was Bloomberg for like maybe oh two weeks at some point well, back I, I, a couple months ago. We are now in the era of <laughs> recreational <laughs> presidential yeah, runs, like hobby like. hobby runs. Yeah, Steyer, Yang, Bloomberg. Who else am I missing? Um, well, even Pete said that it's, uh, what did he say? It's low. Low stakes. Yeah. Low. Uh, no, there was a low, specific word he used that pissed me off. L- um, low risk. risk. Low risk. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it doesn't behoove you to lose your elections if you're running for like Congress or Senate or something mm-hmm. down ballot. But like if you run for president, you only stand to increase in your national prominence speaking of low risk <clears throat> i don't mean to totally change change the subject here maybe i should uh what do you got tanya well i just want to talk about cunnilingus carries a low <laughs> risk of <laughs> disease transmission we should eat more pussy yeah uh i passed a sign yesterday in lexington <laughs> that said consider how you give panhandling is not safe what? And I don't, I get infuriated me because it took me a minute to understand what it even meant. Like, it, I was like, I read it and then we kept driving and I was like, did you see that sign? And it took me a while to process it. And I thought, not sa- safe? Like, these yes. motherfuckers should not feel safe. Homeless people should be safe, should be saved. You know what I mean? Like, people who need to panhandle should be saved. And these people who think that panhandling isn't safe should be unsafe. 
I think we should. People who are hoarding wealth should be so I fucking I think we unsafe. should make sausage out of everybody that owns a horse in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Turn Th- them into glue. This, yeah, we should send them to the glue factory with the horses. Truly, straight to the glue factory. Um, what? <laughs> hoarding wealth in this country should not be safe. <laughs> If panhandling is not safe, the only thing I want to say about pa- panhandling is one of the time-honored professions. Honestly. Dear God, yes, begging is just time. I mean, it's just that the, you know, it's it's in the Bible. The <laughs> poor man begging alms. Well, I do look. We've entered the realm now where conservative politics now transcends. It's like it's fused with, um, you know religion and Christianity in this country yeah. and now it transcends all of the precepts and everything we learned in school like did you see that that sign there was something going around on Twitter uh, granted somebody's probably going to point this out to me that this is fake too but it looked pretty legit yeah. it was a it was a sign in somebody's um, front yard that was basically like God will bow down to Trump and, <clears throat> and like there was all these other Trump signs around it and stuff but like God will bow down to Trump and you know what I mean like they God will bow down <laughs> to Trump <laughs> like like not only is it pointless to point out their hypocrisies now it's like it's not even hypocrisy anymore it's just like that's part of being a Christian that's part of being a right, is, is blasphemy just going to get like canonized like what we should do now <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean well as long as like it's not blasphemy against the God figure Trump. You know, you don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that is like the class, the textbook case of blasphemy is saying God will bow down to Trump. You know what I mean? It's like, is that just like going to be like accepted, you know? I guess. Well, I'm glad you bring this up because today I watched a Chris Crocker video. I'm not sorry about it. And he said he was, um, (laughs) he was promoting his fans only, I think, or only fans or whatever it's called. But he said, some call it blasphemy. But it's just cash for me. It was <laughs> 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 the greatest wordplay I've heard in years. Honestly, it's so good. Chris Crocker. Do you not know who Chris Crocker is? No, I'm throwing you so. off the porch. Who's Chris Terrence Crocker? Is, Tom what? doesn't know. They, Tom doesn't know either. Who's Chris Crocker? We Thanks, need, Tom. Uh, Who's Chris Crocker? We need more gay people on this podcast, and honestly. Chris Crocker. God bows down to President Donald J. Trump, declares he is perfect. <laughs> Who's Chris Crocker? Okay, Chris Crocker is a cultural icon that you may know him by his crying video for Britney Spears. Oh yeah, I do know Chris Crocker. Yeah, yeah. He's from Tennessee. He's an angel. He's an icon. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you probably can go meet him at Newbies in Johnson City like tonight, anytime. Okay. He's he's yeah he lives in East Tennessee he's wonderful yeah okay highly recommend him hi Arrow um the mm. devil's a milkshake that's so bad <laughs> how about like I don't know the he- something Slurpee that the hellish Worse. Slurpee yeah. <laughs> the hellish <laughs> wait a second we uh, name it? I thought we were naming this for pa- shitstorms Pascal's sherbet no it ain't shitstorms it's the stuff that people drink to prove. They're real, oh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, real yeah. authentic okay. people. Okay. The real authentic people. <laughs> Give me a fracking fluid. I'll drink it. But pour it right now. You've got real authentic people here. Give me a fracking fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a crumb of fracking fluids. <laughs> Break me off. A Give piece me of your that. fecal dust. I'll snort it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll snort it. Shit. Um, let's see what else what happened this week. Uh, Jeff Bezos pledged ten billion dollars for climate change. 
to, to um, speed it up. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's gonna get to like, hasten, to really hasten it. Throw it into Let's it. get this motherfucker going. <laughs> Let's get, we're cooking with grease now. In other news, Tanya gave thirteen dollars to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> About the same, you know, in the terms same of equivalent. percentage of our assets. Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah, Jeff Bezos gives ten billion dollars. Uh, let's see. I got a, a few other things here. Um, I got a East Kentucky wealth hoarder story. Do you? While we're on it, this go for it. <coughs> I got enraged this week. I, I got to start checking my blood pressure at the house. I think I got I'm, over I'm just getting wanna. so. Can we start having blood pressure parties where we all just sit around and I check, check our mine blood three pressure? times a day? <laughs> I'm good. That's the one thing with me that's not bad. Me too. Well, I just had blood work done and everything was good except my cholesterol's a little high. It's a little bit. But and my B twelve was low. But I got a B twelve shot, so that's fine should be fine. How do I bring down my cholesterol, Tom? Don't eat meat. Okay. That's it. That's yeah. what I need to do. Get off this red meat. She shit. told me I need to eat whole grains. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> that's what nah. my doctor told no, me. That's, that's, <laughs> that, actually, that seems wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, she's like, just eat whole grains, some flaxseed. Uh, okay. Now we're getting into my... <laughs> now we're talking. Some flaxseed. They're so bad. It's after you get... It's like you get into your late 20s and you just spend a lot of time talking to your friends about your, your progressively ailing body. Yeah, well, I, I do need to pull the trigger. I mean, I did stop eating red meat for a little while, and it's in Winesburg. It's just hell. It's just so much prep. But I just gotta start driving somewhere else and buy my groceries. I'm so fucked over by the groceries situation I'm in. Just so fucked up about it. Anyway, fuck all that. Some wealth hoarders, which is all I'm ever gonna refer to them now. Uh, so this past weekend was Valentine's Day. And Super Bowl the love game. Yeah. And, you know, we have such so little infrastructure for young people to organize themselves and to try to change where they live um, all over the place. And certainly it's the same in East Kentucky. And one of the few groups that's all like led by young people in their 20s, they don't have any like fucking powerful board members and bullshit it's just all young people they threw this great big love fest this beautiful like love fest they just had music and art and the and they had a great time it was this awesome event everything went swimmingly bacchanalia there was like everybody's just sucking and fucking there yeah it was a big orgy (laughs) uh and one of the parents brought a bunch of chalk and they were all like chalking out on the sidewalk out front of this business oh these are children i'm sorry yeah Retra- are- retraction <laughs> <laughs> retraction <laughs> some of these are teenagers why didn't you tell me that? fucking pervert <laughs> well, some of these are actually teenagers yeah and so there's all this crazy cool graffiti just like a bunch of really detailed uh, art on the sidewalk now with chalk temporary art on the chalk but apparently there's one naked woman so there's some fucking titties on the sidewalk and like way down someone Drew with chalk, fuck the government. One. <laughs> Titties. I love it. Fuck I love that was like, it's Valentine's Day. Everybody's drawing this, you know, either just like Titties. hearts and like erotica. And then just one ambitious kid had his eyes on the prize. Though, you know what I mean? <laughs> but truly, fuck the government is is a Harlan tradition. Like workers in Harlan County have been saying fuck the government for a hundred fucking years. Right. This is his birthright. 
or hers whoever the fuck wrote it who cares fuck the government for sure absolutely in chalk in spray paint in fucking bulletins and every newspaper fuck them you know it's just ridiculous it's of course a weird thing to get bent out of shape about being out of shape is one thing the people who own this stupid fucking coffee shop these like these actual downtown revitalization motherfuckers who ain't even from Harlan County. They are legit absentee landowners. Showed up the next day, and because of the chalk, called the motherfucking cops. <laughs> they called the cops. If you're a cop, how do you respond to that? Like, well, the Harlan- chalk. Can't you just fucking wash it off, ma'am? Yes. It rains every day. We live in a rainforest, you <laughs> stupid bitch. It rains every fucking day. We haven't seen the sun since November. Uh, the question, question is, are, are chalk titties a felony or a misdemeanor? <laughs> in Harlan County, everything's a felony. They have a, it's like the most corrupt police force in the state. Yeah, well, and they that. called them in on children with chalk. That's incredible. And and like emailed and called the fucking people and threatened to press charges if someone didn't get down there and scrub it off immediately. Pretend acted like it was a huge scandal in the downtown that everyone was so upset and it would probably end up in shutting down their coffee shop. <laughs> if you so, think uh, since, since when do small business owners like the government? One. <laughs> two, what makes you yeah. what is your fucking coffee shop right. doing? Don't you have a tea party, you know, conference to get to? Yeah, tea party yeah, meeting? yeah. <laughs> Seems like it's pretty on brand for the for the business. I mean, I know gentrification's happening everywhere, and this is just like typical at this point. But these are the same fucking people who are paying New Yorkers to put murals on buildings. But when but when kids who are from there draw on the sidewalk a temporary fucking mural of titties, <laughs> that's a good point. They freak the fuck out and call the fucking cops. That's a good point. Like, the whole downtown revitalization thing is driven by this idea of, like, art places is one example. Yeah. Like, they get they get out-of-town artists to come and paint elaborate murals uh, and then pay them a lot of money to do it, and then they call it, Sometimes like, chalk titties. <laughs> they <laughs> call it creative placemaking. Yeah. But now, yeah. But in this case... It's creative placemaking as long as somebody's getting paid a hundred thousand fucking dollars to right, do it. But right. as soon as kids are doing it as a act of fucking survival and joy and trying to actually enjoy uh, a fucked up holiday about how they're probably not loved enough or doesn't Desirable. love anyone. Yeah. Right. That these are kids who have just been like pushed extremely to the margins. The systems do not work for these people. The system has worked for these absentee landowner bitches from Berea and Harvard who have bought this fucking empty building for $30 probably. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, um, I know exactly the person that you're referring to. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to run into these motherfuckers because they pretend like they don't know me anyway. Well, it's, They're going to remember me now. Oh, they, I, they're going to learn today. <laughs> now they're going to remember. Well, the they also pretend like they are... I don't want to use the word radical, but at least progressive. Mm-hmm. They also pretend that, absolutely because like, all these people are the same. Uh, and most red, of them are center left. Yeah, and, and a literal red carpet has been rolled out for them. Anything they want, they have even like fucking maneuvered their way onto the Harlan County like tourism committee. They don't even fucking live there. That's incredible. How, How? does this happen? That's an amazing feat. <laughs> Well, yeah. fuck the government. Um, that's probably the healthiest idea you can have as a young kid. Truly. That, that, that means that you actually have a pretty good read on things. And They were afraid that was going to offend the ARC and their honey holes. <laughs> yeah, scared 
to death. Right, right. It's a Harlan County tradition to say fuck <laughs> the fucking government. That's right. their birthright. No, like, um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Ki- a kid who th- who understands that is a uh, hundred times smarter and has a better grasp of reality than the 40-year-old small business owner. <laughs> yeah. Also, these people went to Harvard. They, right. they like, moved here as saviors. They already have a savior p- complex. You know what I mean? It's right. just, like, they're so fucking rigid and bananas. Right. I, I'm... I, I mean, I know these people suck, but this was taking it to a whole nother level. To call cops and make young people <laughs> so unsafe, so unbelievably unsafe. Here's the thing is the tree's known by the fruit it bears, et cetera, et cetera. And you could think yourself a progressive <laughs> or a reformer or whatever you want, but the proof's in the pudding. You know, if you're doing this kind of shit in these kind of places, particularly the most impoverished places in the country you shouldn't even have a remote claim to this. And it was just that thing like with the Silas House thing, with like the Corbin like restaurant thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's like no, you can't you know the the you can't put lipstick on a pig. Well, I shouldn't say that. Pigs are wonderful creatures. You can't polish <laughs> you can't polish a turd. And then the natural progression of that shit is what you see with like Stacey Abrams or Pete Buttigieg saying, No, we could take Bloomberg money or whoever's money because it's that's it. It's in the name of inclusivity. It's like trying to make woke take in like special interest or big money and all this kind of stuff. It just it honestly removes the ability to even actually celebrate good things. Sure, a coffee shop in, in Harlan is great and fun. I love the Wrigley Tap Room, but to suck every ounce of like actual. I mean, it just call it I, just call it what it but, is. But look, this what the problem is is that these people think that what they're doing is inherently political. There's nothing political about, about it. A Wrigley yeah. Tap Room. No, there's nothing political about a coffee shop. It's a business. It's a business. And that's, <laughs> and that's just political. what it is. Calling the fucking cops on kids for drawing chalk. Exactly. That's fucking political. Exactly. exactly. And they even tried to go so far as to threaten that this could like get this group shut down. Right. Who, they need to be shut down. And if their coffee shop does, th- this could cause the end of our business. Good bitch. Get the fuck out of town. If Pack the ch- shit hey, and go hey, the fuck home. If chalk titties going to put you out of business. And you, <laughs> the coffee's not that great. No. Yeah, the coffee's not that fucking good. <laughs> Pack it up. Well, I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say that there's nothing inherently political about a small business because like, everything is political. But like in their minds, they see it. It's as, a radical act. Is they, what they yes, think they is. see it as a progressive step forward. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And I hate to break this to you. You go to all the famous James Beard award winning restaurants, particularly these nouveau ones in the South. And guess what? Everybody in there is washing dishes for fucking two dollars an hour, waiting tables or something like that. It's the yeah. easily the most exploitative industry in the world. Just keep it a buck and say that. Well, it's all wrapped up in this just transition stuff. Look, the fucking Washington Post article I was just talking about earlier. The um, the whole premise—it's it, fucking hilarious. You should drag read it. this son of a bitch. I beg of us. Well, the whole premise is um, based around. Patrick Angel, you know who that is? Oh, the fucking forestry guy. guy. Yeah, he used to work for... Or OSHA, uh, or whatever. No, Department of Forestry. No, he used to work for the Office of Surface Mining <laughs> yeah, and that's Reclamation. Right. OSMRE. Yes, and I've met him multiple times. I guess I just thought forestry He's, He was the first he employee. He plant trees. His like, n- second, employee actually. number was one. Batch really? number two. He was uh, the second. Okay, he he points this out. Well, the funny thing is, is that the story is, like talks about how... All throughout the 90s, after they passed SMACRA, all throughout the 80s and 90s, he was instrumental in basically overseeing the development of mountaintop removal. Mm -hmm. The transition from small-scale wildcatting strip mining to large-scale 
dynamited, you know, drag lines, mountaintop removal. And Patrick Angel oversaw this. And then so it, it you know, the, the, the story, you know, I've seen this story written 18,000 times since I've moved to Whitesburg. But the story is like he had this like Saul on the road to Damascus moment where he like saw like <laughs> his, uh, his, his bad ways and how he felt guilty about like facilitating mountaintop removal. So he started this program. They let him start a little tree program. They start, they let him start a, tr- a tree planting program. Um, and it's actually funny if you've ever read that Michael, or not Michael Shabin, what's that guy's name? He wrote Ooh. Freedom and the Corrections. Jonathan Franzen. Jonathan Franzen. Jonathan, that, that book Freedom features his program, the Appalachian Reforest, the Appalachian Regional Reforestation Initiative, ARRI, A-R-R-I. Mm-hmm. Um, so like they had some big press in the early 2000s. Right. Remember, because Van Jones said they were going to create these green jobs oh, and God. all this. And green jobs never materialize. <laughs> remember, the there was one point when Van Jones was going to throw a music festival on a strip mine. You remember that? <laughs> there have been so many remember promises. Remember Celis Wilder thought he could bring Jay-Z to Harlan County? Yeah, there have been so many promises to us. Well, like, but the, so the thing is, it, it's, I, I genuinely like wonder, like, I would really like to aggregate all these stories because it's so funny. You read these stories in the Washington, you know, you read the story. Like I've seen this exact story written no less than at least two or three dozen times. Yeah. And it's the same thing every time because in these stories, it's always from the perspective that um, mountaintop removal is bad, but we're doing something to fix it. And I get to say as someone who has planted Probably over a thousand trees myself, because <laughs> I used to do this as part of this very same, same <laughs> yeah, program. Pl- literal I, program. I have planted trees with Patrick Angel myself. Yeah. Not a thousand, maybe five. <laughs> I don't know how many plant in a day. It's um, it's never gonna work. I mean, like for one, it gives a free pass to the coal companies to basically say, "Look, we can blow up everything we want because we'll have fucking people just plant trees afterwards. Yeah. It's not gonna matter." But for two, like two. It's not going to solve all the problems earlier we were talking about flooding, you know, all these landslides, like shit like that. Like all that stuff is, uh, you know, it's so fucked up. I mean, this, you know, the the region is just going to keep experiencing all the symptoms of this, um, you know, death by a thousand cuts, you know, kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We are uh, we're living in the zone now. (laughs) <laughs> it's the it's the promise I hate, zone. I hate to bring it back and to this. It's zone. not the zone. It's the promise zone. Yeah. <clears throat> promise zone. But anyways, <clears throat> you know, it's just really funny to me to be on the other side of the story, like seeing the exact same story being written over and over and over again. <laughs> no. like, I mean, it's the like, same thing. I'm gonna fucking yeah. It's the same with the like voting against your own interest story, and those are about to come back with a vengeance, I'm sure. And now we're back in election season. Right, right. Well, that's why. I wonder, I wonder what they're going to say if, like, Bernie carries Kentucky in the primary and West Virginia in the primary. They're going to say we were voting against our own interests by voting <laughs> for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. They're going to say we thought socialism was about social media. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's uh, we still got some time left. So, like, there is something in the Washington Post speaking of today that was going making the rounds. And, I mean, someone will probably cover it, some other big podcast, but I figure we might as well. Fuck it. Let's take a stab at it. Um, uh, it was going around with the headline, and if you want to file this under a Trillbilly segment, put it under Deeply Diseased, because this is the headline. It's time to give the elites a bigger say in choosing the president. <laughs> 
Okay, 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 okay. I have to full disclosure. Full disclosure. I saw Sarah Jones post this today, and without even reading it, I just made like some sort of you know content aggregation tweet. You know, clocking in <laughs> standard stuff. Is this? Is there a hint of irony in this? Uh, no. Gotta be. Has to be. No, because look, this is they changed the headline after people flipped out about it. I think they changed the headline to. It's time to switch to preference primaries. Like, just the boring headline. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is a preference primary? It's innocuous. Primary? Yeah, that's, what is that? I, I didn't read all of it either, Tom, so it could be ironic, but um, it's written by Julia Azari, Associate Professor and Assistant Chair in the Department of Political Science at Marquette. Mm. It's a third op-ed in a series about how to improve the presidential nominating process. <laughs> <laughs> a series? Here, Jesus here, fuck. Third Here, here's an idea. Put it on our fucking computers where you can log in, and vote, vote yeah. and that'd be it. For a like, month. This, and we just let it go until everybody's voted. I've really been thinking about this. Like, They have to maintain the traditional ballot box because it's the page- pageantry and the theater of fucking right. democracy. Well, now that they've, now so they've, CNN will have shit to like, run <laughs> yeah, during the caucuses and right. shit. Now that they've brought this app bullshit in, I mean, it went bananas on them, but I was like, these bastards are really going to use an app and still tell us that we can't vote via app? And they're going to use they're going to actually use an app to count our stupid fucking votes or not count them. here I'm, <laughs> or not here count them. I'm gonna I'm gonna woke the piss out of them real quick I think voting's ableist it really is you actually have to get up and go and I know what the retort to that would be is like well there's absentee ballots and all that stuff but that's you well know, that you have to go or go to the courthouse and get and get one and all that stuff yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just the surreal nature of living in a world where we have the technological capability of. They uh, don't want us voting, but they don't no want, want us. us. <laughs> no one, no, no one no. wants especially to know anything that we think. They don't give a fuck. No. No, especially not this dumb fucking Russia shit. Now that's so old, they'll just hack. <laughs> they'll really hack yeah. our elections. Then, like, girl, up. well, this is truly why I would just honestly, I would just, and I felt this way after Iowa. I would just rather have a monarchy. Either give us monarchy or socialism. But enough with this bullshit pretense all the time. I would take God President Trump over this bullshit pretense that we actually live in a democracy. We the people (laughs) picked it, so I guess we, yeah. Well, we didn't pick him. Yeah, no. Only a fraction of the Democratic Party primary electorate has voted so far, but the nomination season is off to a rocky start. Independent Bernie Sanders seems to be leading in popular... Independent. He's an independent now. Shut the fuck up. Well, uh, while while upstart Pete Buttigieg is ahead in the delegate count. And there's also the question of whether either one or any of the other candidates can bring the party together moving forward. The current process is clearly flawed, but what what could be better? Finding an answer means thinking about the purpose of presidential nominations and about how the existing system falls short. It will require swimming against the tide of how we've thought about nominations for decades, as a contest between everyday voters and elites, or as a smaller version of a general election. A better primary system would empower elites to bargain and make decisions instructed by voters. Amazing. One lesson from the 2020 and 2016 election cycles is that a lot of candidates, many of whom are highly qualified and attract substantial followings, will inevitably enter the race. The system as it works now with a long informal primary, lots of attention to early contests, uh, and sequential primary season that unfolds over several months is great at testing candidates to see whether they have the skills to run for president. What it's not great at is choosing among the candidates who clear that bar or bringing their different ideological factions together or reconciling competing priorities. 
a process in which intermediate representatives, elected delegates who understand the priorities of their constituents, can bargain without being bound to specific candidates might actually produce nominees. If, uh, all right. A, a, a nomination contest is not like a general election. Okay, get to the fucking meat of this motherfucker. <laughs> I think, is there it's any more? <laughs> truly, I know. It's just it's as much as we hear this. It is bizarre to me that anyone thinks that there's anyone who gives a shit about uniting the Democratic Party. <laughs> People are living in squabble, that getting paid seven dollars an hour. We no. are literally uh, who in their right mind has any inkling of mental capacity to care about the fucking democratic they don't, party they don't they don't care about that they that's like just a candidate they throw out there to make joe biden or who the fuck ever viable still like it doesn't fucking matter nobody gives a shit about that nobody no has like one. a visceral tie to like the fdr party anymore you nobody know I mean? fucking cares about your stupid fucking party you really fucked yourself by abandoning you know what would become sandersism i guess yeah i guess um I th- this kind of sounds to me like it's in favor of ranked choice voting. Um, for decades, the conversation about nominations has been about the conflicts between party elites and everyone else. Today, that conversation is counterproductive. A better approach is to think about how voters and elites could best play their different roles. Counterproductive. <laughs> I know why they voters gave. I know why they gave this elites. such an incendiary headline is because it's the most boring it's shit. Boring yeah, as it's, fun. No it's just a clickbait cares. headline. Well, it's but, but it is getting. It's just. It gets at the banality of the system in the sense that, like, we're all just supposed to accept that there are party political elites and we are just little peons out here concerned with their own things. And, you know, we still have to, like, exist in this democracy where there's a collaboration between the two. You know what I mean? I I never thought this would come in handy on the show ever, but as a uh, retired frat boy... They, this person is literally suggesting that we treat presidential elections like fraternity and sorority rush. <laughs> Where like you, pre- you like you pref, you go to these pref parties, and you say, "Well, I'd like to join uh, a pref party, Pi Kappa Phi, which was my fraternity first, and then Sigma Phi Epsilon and Sigma Pi and whatever, and then you know it's just. I mean, I'm, that's not how it works for fraternities, but for sororities, it definitely works that way. I'm down like, with that if we get to do the hazing and make them drink the devil's milkshake. <laughs> I would love that. Dude, we just like make fucking Bloomberg do wall sits and chug King Cobras till he fucking throws up. Call him a fucking pussy like every five seconds. Yeah, slap him yeah. in the fucking face. You wanna oh be my fucking god. president, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, shit. Uh, Preference primaries could allow voters to rank their choices among candidates as well as to register opinions about their issue priorities. This process could accompany a primary of the sort we're used to in which voters' first choice instructed delegates and preference come into play. Just let people fucking vote. I mean, just fuck Everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Let's listen. Everybody. One vote. Whoever gets the most wins. <laughs> what is so fucking hard? Yeah. I, I don't. I think I could spend years and I'd never understand a caucus. Um, yeah. The actual percent, like how they've divvied up these delegates, I'll never know. Well, it's it's so funny because it's like uh, the you see where the Buttigieg campaign was lodging this complaint because this car with I forget maybe it had Bernie stickers or Biden stickers or something, but they like it was parked too close to a polling site, so they called foul on electioneering. And to me, it's like, if you won your only contest by actually losing it by 6,500 votes, you don't get to, like, you know, grandstand about electioneering. You know right, what I mean? It's right. like. Right, right. 
Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, you're exactly right, Tom. It's just incredibly fucking boring. Well, what's yeah again? What this person's saying is like, okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rush Delta Gamma and Chi Omega <laughs> and Gamma Phi Beta, and then 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 the 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 well the people that are in those get to pick. If you're, you know, it's a hedge because they see. Okay, like for all Trump is, you know, Trump is a part of the elite. But what Trump did with the Republican Party in 2016 was embarrass them all on a grand stage. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but like, remember a guy named Rance Priebus? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he was the head of the Republican Party in 2016. Also he, the most unfortunately named person. <laughs> exactly. And he had an early role in Trump's cabinet, but he was one of the first people to get sort of purged. Um, but like, he was one of the, he was like the Tom Perez of the Republican Party. Like all throughout that primary, he said Trump will never be the nominee. Trump will never be the nominee. And then once he was, he had to fucking bend it's the, the knee. Ring, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so they see this happening. It's not a threat to their interest when it happens on the Republican side because the Democrat, the Republicans do what they want them to do. They allow for uh, the elite to continue ruining all of our lives and all this. But it's an actual threat when Bernie is posing a challenge to the elite and the Democrat side. So that's why. Why the why them. they hate us so much, Terrence? <laughs> they do hate us. They why hate is you. this happening? <laughs> Make no mistake. If you're out there, if you're out there why? shilling Cobbin for the Democrats, these people hate you. They yeah. really do. It. It's just. <sighs> they hate mass movements. We've said it a million times. Well, they hate us because they know. Uh, they hate us because they because they ain't us, <laughs> quite literally, because that's their station. Their that's their class. Like, they understand that were we to become empowered, they would it'd be the that. end of them. Right. <laughs> See this thing. I saw this thing today. Uh, I mean, it was kind of a stupid throwaway thing I did, but like Barney Frank was like sitting there talking about like you know ideological purity and all that stuff which is just shorthand for you're gonna fuck my bag up and i really don't give a fuck if you need a pancreas or what you know whatever you, what, you what know. was he saying that in response to what was he i think he was just they were just talking about like the rise of bernie i think it's just yeah part and parcel of this sort of you know media assault against bernie or whatever yeah now the thing is is that the elites i you know, this is something we have to internalize. Like, this is a battle. This is a this is a war that's being fought out. Like, they won big time in the seventies. Like, I feel like you know the elite and the capitalists. Like, they won. It, like, we're starting to amass our forces and be able to present an, another challenge to them. Um, and they're gaslighting, but the, everybody. Yeah, but they've oh, always yeah. seen it as a battle. They've always yeah, seen it as com, as com as a as a war. Yeah, and um, and we have to do the same because, like, look at what the fuck's happened over the last 30, 40 years. Like, it's just gone progressively worse. Yeah, it's, all the institutions have gone further to the right. Yeah, yeah. So that, that I don't know. It's I think that's why they hate us so much. It's why is this happening? We want so much. We want health care and. Shit-free air. <laughs> right, right. We're well, the funny thing is, demanding. they need to be able to have stuff like the Affordable Care Act. Like, it's it's funny because people think of it in terms of like this morality thing. People think that like the Affordable Care Act is like a failure of morality or something. Like, they couldn't go the extra mile, but they actually need to hold it over us so that they can continue persevering. Like, they their continued station can continue existing. So, you know what I mean? So like. They need to. They need us to need them yeah. for healthcare. So that's why they like 
dole it out. Yeah. <laughs> like in these small mm-hmm. increments. Yeah. yeah. It's just like. Yeah. It's just like your employer keeps you, uh, you know, an obedient worker just by keeping your benefits dangling in front of you like a fucking carrot. Right, right. Instead of what Sturgill described, which is he wasn't even a fucking citizen of the, of the country. He just rolled in with a sick baby and rolled out with a $14 bill. Right. And a healthy child. Yeah. Yeah. I think, too, um, these people are so goddamn stupid. I think about that, you know, the video that's going around with, I guess it's John Favreau or Dan Favreau. Oh, yeah, dude. Which <laughs> telling us that we need to shape up. And here's the interesting thing. That shit is that. so funny. <laughs> you need to shape up. Whoever you're throwing your weight behind, John Favreau, is a person that can't even pack out a goddamn middle school gym. When they go around campaigning. Meanwhile, we could pack out a middle school gym. <laughs> Me, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you something. We could throw a trillion show at any town in America and draw more people than the Biden campaign. And I swear that's the truth. <laughs> that's literally true. That's literally and true. That's, and that's beautiful. That is so it's sad. pitiful. That's but also, thing I've heard that's not an arrogant thing. That's just based, just objectively true. And for them to have the arrogance still to suggest that, it's like, Shape You're up. so goddamn stupid that you can't see that without short of some sort of chicanery through all the fucking mechanisms you've put in place to rob elections, that it's ours. You know what I mean? The only way this goes sideways is if Bloomberg's able to buy it somehow, or there's like these little caucus, these little electoral mechanisms they do to fuck us out of it. They probably already got the whole thing planned out, how they're going to screw Bernie out of all the delegates. It's going to be a numbers game Well, from even here to then, July. Like I said, I'm still feeling sort of sanguine about it. It's like, even if they do that, like... That might be a preferable situation. <laughs> they have a much bigger problem on their hands if that's the case. That's yeah. true. They would have a massive problem. Yeah. Look at these fucking rallies. Big He's Milwaukee party. 20,000 people at these rallies and stuff. Here's the I mean, thing. If I'm fucking Limp Dick Tom Perez or Barack Obama or any of these fucking losers, if I'm any of these people... Like the best thing they could do is just chill in the cut and like let Sanders do his thing. That's the only way they're coming out of this. Yeah, truly. Like unscathed. they've got to fall in fucking line. Well, I did see yesterday that Obama said that he was not going to say he was not going to intervene if Sanders was oh, at oh. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Appreciate <laughs> that. that. And, and, said... and, and this is a man that has a long history of not intervening. <laughs> yeah, in fucking shit. Yeah. So he... you're, hey, you're pretty fucking good at not intervening, you fucking worthless bastard. He literally fixed his lips to say, I won't stop him. Well, this was after he said he might stop him With the... <laughs> a few weeks ago. <clears throat> Did he actually come out and say that when he was talking about his uh, new this new fund he's creating? Oh, the Unity Fund? Yeah. Um, I think that publicly he may say that, but privately the Unity Fund serves the same purpose. That's to get Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> to throw money at <laughs> po- Polling else. at 9%. The funny <laughs> thing about that Pod John quote, though, Pod John. was that he he was saying it in response to online Bernie bros. He was like, you guys are... You need to shape up. You need to shape up. You're on. You're on. Sounding like Olivia Newton-John. Twitter. <laughs> it's complete fucking maniac. Sarah Jones had a good tweet. But it's like when Sanders appoints Stalin Tit sixty nine as the <laughs> White House comms director, then I'll eat my hat. But until then, I think y'all need to just calm down a little bit. Stalin Tit sixty nine. Well, it's the funny thing is like this just goes to show you how few problems these people oh, have. Fuck. They're, they're, they're focused on fucking online harassment. But what's fo- so funny to me about that is that. History will remember that, 
like in a hundred years when they're describing the sort of Bernie phenomenon, they're going to have to explain why these Pod John guys were like, you know, pl- clutching their pearls that people were calling them <laughs> dipshits on the internet. So here's what I say. If you, <laughs> if you actually want to cement your place in the history books, please harass a liberal today. On Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way. Also much preferable to go on the... Uh, uh, whoever tried to kill Reagan, right? That's not. That's not true. <laughs> what you mean, read Catcher in the Rye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the traditional route, which is read Catcher in the Rye and try to assassinate president. <laughs> Don't do that. Just like uh, you know, harass Pod John. Also, chalk or preferably spray paint. Fuck the government somewhere. Could you do that? That'd be great. Chalk titties are good. Chalk titties would be great. And come up with a better term for the phenomenon of devil's milkshake <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to think of some weird every sexy sex dad i get a question about some weird sex thing and they're like hey what's uh something crazy and i'm always like tell me and then they're too embarrassed too like i can't wait to hear it right well, here's my test is oh, come Jesus here and fuck. drink this bloomberg if you want to be president <laughs> Oh. This almond milk cum. <laughs> this almond milk cum concoction. Baphomet's shir- sherbet. Sherbet. Yeah. <laughs> sherbet. sherbet. Okay, well, let's put a cap on this one. Um, go support us on the um, Patreon website. Um, Patreon. There's a website, or there's a, there's a fucking episode every Sunday. Just in case you want that extra content, I know you want it. Um, go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trailbillyworkersparty. The content is good, my friends. It's good. And it's, there's a lot of it. It's not half-assed. You it's, get the whole backlog. If you want the truth, this is half-assed. The pay, the premium yeah. stuff <laughs> is not. Yeah, you, you, want, you want the good stuff? You want Baphomet Sherber. It's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so go cast your vote. Go do that. Um, again, that's Patreon p a t r e o n dot com, and um, go check out our ep- our episode with Sturgill Simpson, the country singer, the country singer Sturgill Simpson. Rolling Stone made a listicle about it. I haven't seen a listicle written in at least six years, so um, <laughs> it's funny that they dragged that out of listicle. Uh, yeah, is that yeah, what yeah. they call them? Yeah. He's a rocker now. He's not a country singer. He's the dick daddy. Let's but be clear. Did, he's the dick daddy official. But they did put it in the country section of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't hating on the person who wrote that. I um, I just find yeah, we, I just, we love you, John. Yeah, I I just found it funny that they pulled out a listicle because we do love you. Review Slut Pills new album. Yeah, <laughs> in the country section because that'd be yeah, funny. Put it in the country section. That would roll. All right, so check out our Patreon, and we'll see you next week. Bye.